This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Welcome to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy. And I'm Addie. And you're listening to Series 2, Episode 14, Socially Functional. And let's start it off with some announcements. We're still taking your questions for post-game chatter, so keep sending those in. We have a decent list, but we'd still like to add more because the more you ask us, the more we have to answer and the more content we can make for you guys. So uh, you can send us those questions via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or our email, which is fanmail at essentialnpcs.com. Uh, you can also post on our Patreon wall if you're one of our Patreon supporters. We'll look there for the questions as well. And if you submit a question for post-game chatter, we will answer it. So that's it for announcements. Let's jump right into words with the GM. Hello. Hello, GM. Hello. Uh, so this words with the GM is about episode 13, Bait and Switch. Another episode with uh, some of the quintessential Shadowrun legwork, uh, the lead up to any good job. Yep. We put a plan together. We tried to execute that plan. And then internet dating failed us, <laughs> as it does so many people. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a hard market out there. <laughs> um, yeah. So this was an interesting uh, session for me to run because um, I had intentionally tried to make it light on the legwork for you guys to keep the momentum of the story going. So I had Bryn uh, do a lot of the like necessary legwork for you guys. So you didn't have to spend like four episodes getting a dossier on everyone who is going and all those like things that you would have say mouse do that would just take up a lot of time. I figured I'd just expedite that knowing that mouse is a good enough hacker to get it done herself that I just have Bryn do it. <laughs> um, because that's also within Bryn's character. He's trying to help you guys out as much as possible and then give you as much information so that you can then plan your operation as you see fit. And then you guys chose an interesting <laughs> avenue of ingress, uh, which was, uh, the, uh, dating app scheme. Um, and it, that's an interesting predicament for, uh, for a GM because I was pretty sure that was going to fail uh, as a GM. I just knew that like there are things that I know that you guys don't. like. These are very competent security guards who can spot a fake internet <laughs> like ID. Right. Um, and you know they're, they're very ha happy in their situation because they're very well paid and stuff like that. Um, so I was, I was afraid uh, that this plan wasn't going to work. But I wasn't just going to tell you guys not to do it because, you know, there's a chance for anything. And some dice were rolled. But I will say that the uh, thresholds that were that needed to be met uh, were very high for you guys and very low for the opposition, <laughs> which made it particularly difficult for you guys. Yeah. And I think we were all sort of we all sort of jumped on the bandwagon. We were like, yeah, we can do this. And then as it slowly sort of came to fruition, what what like the ultimate goal was we were all kind of like this is happening in a day yeah uh, and uh so i think it's understandable but i also appreciate sort of the the rule of cool that you were following like if it worked it would have been awesome right um <laughs> uh 
it didn't. And then we sort of like pivoted. And instead of like really a lot of legwork, we were like, okay, cool. We're going. Just going to wing it. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you basically felt the time crunch of the, the day that I gave you, less than a day that I gave you. Um, and that was intentional so as to uh, give you guys just a little bit of time to do just a little bit of legwork and then jump in the job. Uh, because like I said, Bryn had done a good chunk of the legwork for you guys. Um, maybe you missed some stuff. Maybe you didn't. We'll find out moving forward into the job. Um, but, uh, I think we'll be fine. I will also say, uh, uh, I will also say that thematically, um, I think it, it works really well that, uh, cashmere, who is definitely the like least seasoned of all of the runners on this team, uh, tried to take the the lead and came up with this really like out of the box, like kind of like Hail Mary type uh, plan. And like, it just kind of like petered out and like didn't pan out. It was like, oh, she, she spotted that it was a fake account and now I'm blocked. This plan's not going to work. We should abort. Like, and, and then Boomer's like, I like the way you, you tried though. That was good. And I, I, I felt like it was a, it was nice to see like, you know, cashmere, like, like, yeah, I can be a runner and be like, Oh, there's more to it. Huh? <laughs> yeah. And I actually, um, did like that we failed. I mean, it's not like we've been like massively succeeding, but there hasn't really been like a true, set back up to this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only, the last failure was, uh, Robert, yeah. the, the demise of Robert, RIP. which I mean, could, could be construed as a failure. could be construed as just like a casualty of like the situation, not necessarily your guys's fault. Yeah. But I did like that we failed, um, because I know some GMs like to have you succeed and might've like been sort of like coerced into making it work and uh you're like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah well that's what makes it a difficult thing when you're a gm in that position where you're like this plan i'm pretty sure is not going to work i could just flat out say no but i don't want to be i don't want to be the kind of gm that just tells players no you can't do that uh but at the same time you don't want to just uh make things work for your players when they uh choose an avenue that you have already basically predetermined is not one that can be used. I always try to make things work for my players if I can, but you got to feel it out sometimes when you're GMing, uh, whether or not, you know, you should let your players get away with their kind of far-fetched plan that they're going with. And in this instance, you know, I rolled some dice. They didn't come up very well for you guys. And I was like, this is not going to (laughs) work. Yeah, it really, really didn't. So let's talk about something more positive. What was your favorite part? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my favorite part was earlier, before the legwork. You guys were all doing your downtime uh, during those two weeks. Uh, A lot of cute stuff happened. Mouse getting, like, you know, her, her, like, cerebral boosters and stuff like that. But highlight for me was definitely the uh, all of the Red Hot Nuke stuff with Bumbles and Boomer. Boomer's been really lusting for that... uh, (laughs) for that handshake and uh, that that whole initiation process that the Red Hot Nukes did, that's actually like Shadowrun canon. That's how they, that's like... That's how you join? That's how you join. Their leader uh, makes uh, a bomb and then you have to defuse it. Um, and so even though Boomer wasn't fully joining, they were still going to put him through the, through the ropes even though they had a kill switch. Though there was a chance that if Boomer pulled the wrong thing off that bomb or f- cut the wrong wire that it would blow up before they uh, had a chance to turn off the timer. (laughs) 
Which he might have survived. Boomer's a pretty tough guy. <laughs> I honestly can't say with certainty that he would have died holding a, a bomb. <laughs> um, how about you? What was your favorite part? It's a tie, but if I have to eke it out, um, the is when um, we're all getting ready and um, <laughs> and Kashmir spends like 45 minutes doing his hair in the bathroom and then Bumbles walks in, like runs his hand through his hair. It looks perfect and he walks out and Kashmir's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, but uh, another thing is... Um, Mouse is generally like the straight man of the group, um, you know, as far as as far as like setting setting things up to be funny for other people. Mm -hmm. um, and I was really proud of myself when she was like all like doped up and um, <laughs> and, and Bumbles was like or she was like, you look funny. And then Bumbles was like, I look great. You look great <laughs> and everybody laughed and i was like i felt so proud of myself that i managed to do that yeah that was, it was great because mouse just believes what everyone tells her that's part of her like you know character it's you know the whole incompetent in the skill of conning uh she can't tell when people are lying well i will say bumbles did look great he just looked different than how he usually looks because <laughs> he was wearing like a denim jacket and a bandana <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I was really proud of that. Um, so personal favorite, but as far as like favorite moments go, uh, definitely just that Bumbles always looks good. Bumbles always looks good. And it, it was just like this great dichotomy of like trying super hard to like look good and looking like good yeah. and then like not trying and looking great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was my, those were my favorite parts. All right. Well, uh, with that, I suppose we can move on forward uh, and listen to Series 2, Episode 14, Socially Functional. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Mouse. I'd tell you all about me, except I don't remember it. The first thing I can remember is waking up in Doc's clinic a year and a half ago. Doc's a big, scary-looking troll, but he saved me from dying that night and took me in. Really, he's a big softie. I mean, he's not soft, but he's nice. And since he took me in, he's kind of felt like my dad, if I had a dad, which I don't, I don't think. But I do have a little sister, Sierra, and that's where things get complicated. I didn't even know she existed until Doc brought her to the clinic. He told me that a man died to save her from wherever she was and that we had to hide her away. It cost a lot of money that I didn't have, and I'm pretty sure that Doc called in a lot of favors to make her safe. I've always owed Doc for making me a part of his family, but now I owe him a lot more. I wasn't sure how I was going to pay him back until recently. That's when I found out about The Matrix, and I just get it. It's so fun to go in and fly around and break the rules, and apparently that's what makes a good decker. And I'm a really good decker. So now I've got a way to pay Doc back for saving me and Sierra by shadow running. He isn't too happy about it, but he would never tell me what I can't do. And even though I'm bad at telling what people are thinking or feeling, I like to think that sometimes when I come back from a successful run, he's proud of me. 
I was born Edwin Corvo, a dryad, but you can call me by my street name, Bumbles. I spent much of my life in England evading the ire of my father. I earned it first for mum's death and childbirth, which to this day, I contend is much more his fault than mine. When I turned 18, he put me to work in his factory, so he could both keep an eye on and berate me. Unfortunately for him, my attempts to upgrade the assembly line resulted in a large explosion, completely wrecking the factory. I decided to flee to the countryside where I ended up at a small university. There I made the friends I never had as a child, but presenting myself as a fellow student got out of hand and I ended up unofficially attending university for the next three years. That is until another experiment of mine went awry and I accidentally detonated the entire chemistry department. Knowing this would draw the attention of my father, I quickly left the country. My expeditious retreat put me in debt, however, and I was put to work as a shadow runner to pay it off. Turns out, I'm quite the talented rigger, and folks now pay me to blow things up. I'm meeting interesting people, making friends, and acquiring more money than I could have ever dreamed of. I got my own car. I was even able to soup it up a bit. My only regret is that I didn't come to Seattle sooner. Oh, um, hi. My name is Sora Matasara, uh, but on the streets I go by Kashmir. Uh, I'm a 20-year-old human living in the Bellevue neighborhood of Seattle. Uh, I grew up in Japan, tutored in magic at the insistence of my... my father, uh, a higher-up at Mitsuhama Computer Technologies. Uh, it wasn't the best time in my childhood. Between my mother leaving us and uh, the rigorous magical tutoring provided by my father's company, as well as well, my father in general, at least I always had my spirits. Um, I didn't get to have any real metahuman friends growing up, but my spirits were all the friends I needed. Eventually, I wanted to take my magic and my spirits and, and test them on the streets, but my very first run went very horribly wrong, and I had to leave Japan. But now I'm here in Seattle, uh, going on runs, doing karaoke with my spirits, uh, just living the life. Oh, and why Kashmir? Uh, well, it gets quite chilly at night, and apparently I'm the only person in the shadows who recognizes the value of a good cardigan. <laughs> Their loss. Hoi, chummers. They call me Puma. Not sure if it's because I'm an Aussie or if it has something to do with my work. Nah. Anyway, my job's to either shoot Drek, chop it up, or break into it. <laughs> You'd be surprised how stealthy a big red Oni can be. Now, I've gone and pissed off the Vori, my former employers, so I've been keeping a low profile. A Yakuza boss I hate to kill, Yama, is now my best friend and fixer. Long story there, mate. He's been keeping me busy, finding me work, keeping the Vori off my back. Thanks, mate. I may be on the run, but I enjoy getting to be my own man. So, it's time to raise some hell and geek some hoops. Look out, Seattle. It's Boomer time! The last time we left this Shadowrunning team, they were given a job from Pretty B, also known as Bryn Hawthorne, uh, who works for an extremely wealthy man named Lawrence Whitmore, who apparently occasionally funds Shadowrunner teams to uh, fight the good fight out in the shadows. Uh, look out for the little guy, the people who 
no one really takes the time to care about. Um, to that end, they were given this job uh, to infiltrate a social event, a gala, if you will, um, which is a fundraiser for the Astral Preservation Society. Uh, the host, Agatha Harding, is a corrupt labor official for Satercrup who often takes bribes to look the other way uh, when factories uh, have substandard um, operating procedures that either uh, take advantage of their employees or directly harm their employees. Their employer, Pretty B, uh, did a significant amount of legwork for them, uh, collecting data on everyone who is attending the gala, uh, or at least is on the guest list, as well as the security forces at the gala, um, instructing them to find a way into the Faraday-caged basement uh, and break into a vault that Agatha has um, to take a particular bribe that she obtained, uh, which is a set of awakened paintings from an up-and-coming artist, Searsha Dermeyer, who lost those paintings when her landlord uh, evicted her under false pretenses. They came up with some interesting fake identities to get them in, Bumbles and Mouse are uh, husband and wife. Bumbles, a successful filmmaker, Steven Seagal, and Mouse uh, is his cinematographer wife, uh, Michelle Seagal. And Kashmir and Boomer um, are going in together, not as a couple, uh, but instead <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as a corporate suit from Mitsuhama, Kashmir, and uh, his security guard, Boomer, uh, who, what was his name? Oh, uh, Charles Norris. <laughs> they went in separate. just called me Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> they went in separate, uh, separate vehicles, uh, Kashmir and Boomer in spot, uh, and Bumbles and Mouse in Boomer's very flashy red muscle car. Um, you four are driving up to the event. Uh, there's a long driveway between the open gate and the actual estate proper. What do you do? So, um, can I do a matrix perception to like figure out what exactly I'm up against? Sure. (sighs) What'd you get? That is a glitch. Oh, okay. Well, good run guys. (laughs) How many hits? A bolt. Two. Okay, you're trying to look around, scan the area, and you're in VR or AR? I'm in AR. AR, okay. You're trying to scope out uh, the the host of the house and any devices around, like maybe the security. Um, You have a weird glitch with your deck, and you quickly drop into VR without telling it to, and... uh, then it reboots while you're still in VR. No! <laughs> uh, so I need you to resist some dump shock for me. Oh, man. Good luck. <laughs> you just walk up to the party looking just horrible. So that's five. Stupid brand new deck. My old deck wouldn't have done this. Uh, Mouse, you take one point of physical damage. Oh, my God. What? Uh, 
as you were, you don't know exactly how this glitch happened. You were like running your normal matrix perception protocols. There must've been some kind of bug in the code that dropped you into VR and then had like a critical failure and made the deck reboot. And, uh, you, you basically go limp for a second and pop up like gasping with pain. Uh, and a little trickle of blood comes out of your nose. Um, that seems not normal. Not, not normal. Ow. Are you okay? Uh, no, my deck did something weird. I was trying to look around. I'm, I guess, I don't know what happened. I'm all, like, debug and <laughs> and then look again. Sure. Is it out of minus two? Yeah. Six. <laughs> <clears throat> you reboot your deck, fix that little knot of cold, who, or code. Uh, who put an asterisk there? Uh, <laughs> That's why I was able to beat them earlier. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, uh, you scan the area. You get a nice, good reading. Uh, you find the host. Uh, it is a rating four host on the house. Okay. You also pick up several pans with weapons linked to them, uh, presumably the guards. Uh, you also pick up all the vehicles that are in the... Uh, in the um, parking area, uh, which is uh, out nearby uh, the wooded area. Okay. Um, that's where most of the cars are being valeted to. Sure. Uh, and you have any other questions? You can ask Do a few. Do I see like um, uh, security scanning devices, anything that um, yep, they would... There's, there's a pan that has a mad scanner. Um, I would like to uh, have that be mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Throw some marks on that pan. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. You get two marks. Cool. I'm going to get the third one for fun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, you guys pull up to the front. Uh, who's Which car is in front? Is it, is it? Ours. Okay. Sure. This is the third mark? Yeah. How many hits? Seven. Okay. You get a mark. Okay. Um, cool. There was only one, there was only one scanner, right? Yes. Okay. So, um, I would like to, um... How many hits did you get on your perception test? Six. Okay. You also notice that one of the things that has weapons and stuff linked to it does have a deck, and that all of these individual pans are slaved to that deck. Oh, shit. Which is fine. I'm just letting you know, like, it doesn't matter. It's not, you know that that doesn't change anything that's going on right now. He's not, like, sitting in that dude's pan and you haven't alerted anybody i'm just saying these all of these pans have a slightly uh, have a higher firewall than you would expect because they are all slaved to a deck yeah so um i will just tell the scanner to um i will change the um a one to a zero and every time that um something it would alert it just doesn't okay uh, go ahead. And then I'll turn it off and wipe my marks after. Yeah. Right. Uh, go ahead and roll spoof command. Four. You beep, beep, boop, boop. And uh, you think it worked. You guys drive up. Uh, you get out of the car. The valet opens the doors for you. Uh, Thank you. And they, uh, they gesture for you to walk up uh, to the main gate or the main doors mm-hmm. uh, where there are two security guards. Mm-hmm. Um, they take the keys from you, Bumbles. Yeah, sure. I'll hand them over. And one gets in Boomer's car and drives towards the east where the forest is. 
you guys walk up. Uh, just a few seconds behind you, Spot rolls up. They do the same deal with Cashmere and Boomer. Uh, they. Well, look- I, I get out first, and I look around, and then I motion towards Cashmere to come out. <laughs> All right. Uh, you let Cashmere out of the car. Uh, the valet looks and turns to Cashmere and goes, uh, Sir, could you program your car to go to these coordinates and uh, shoot some coordinates over to you? Um, I DNI them to Bumbles and say... Spot goes there. I say, of course, sir. That would be more of actually uh, him. Uh, uh, Charlie, if you could please send um, send this car uh, to those coordinates, that would be lovely. Thank you so much. Uh, he kind of pokes his finger in the air. <laughs> 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 and the car doors close and Spot drives off. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Thank you, Charlie. Yes, sir. Any gestures for you to go up? Uh, Bumbles and Mouse, you get to the door first. The uh, one guard is just sitting there intently staring at you guys, hands crossed uh, in, in front of him, like just like uh, you know, holding one hand holding the wrist, just kind of standing there at like attention, like just taking a few seconds and looking at you, taking a few seconds looking at another person, stuff like that. Um, and one, uh, uh, the other guard is holding a, a mad scanner, and he's like, Arms up, gentlemen, lady. Uh, I comply. They uh, follow suit. They scan, 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 scan. All right, you're clear. Uh, invitations. Uh, I send them to uh, our physical okay. physical invitations aren't a thing, right? No, I mean these would be digital. You'd be just be showing them the fake in basically in the in the invitation mm-hmm. Bryn sent you. So boop, he uh, kind of looks at it in his AR. All right, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Seagal, enjoy your evening. And he opens the door. You walk in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as you guys walk in, uh, there's a, a woman in front of you. Um, she has dark hair, uh, very tan skin. Um, her hair's uh, pulled back uh, into, like, a, a tight bun. Um, Uh-oh. And uh, she is wearing uh, what is less formal and more definitely security attire, um, but still, like, not gauche. And... Uh, She's uh, she's got a pistol on her hip, open carrying, and uh, she uh, goes, Mr. and Mrs. Seagal, uh, my name is Francesca Gravera. Uh, I will be the head of security for the evening. Uh, should you need anything, if, uh, if anything goes awry, uh, please feel free to uh, contact one of my men. Uh, we are here at your service. Uh, thank you very much, Ms. Gravera. Uh, the ballroom is to your right. Uh, that is where the main event is being held. As I'm sure you're aware, the upper floors are completely off limits for party goers. And the ladies? Oh, the ladies' restroom? Of course. Through the ballroom, uh, you'll, it will be plainly labeled. You'll see. By the bar. Thank you. Of course. Uh, and we make our way to the ballroom. Yeah. Everyone, uh, those, you two, you just entered, go ahead and roll etiquette. Corporate or business would apply for specializations. Or high society. There's two outside the door? Yes. Cashmere and uh, Boomer, you guys approach. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And same exact deal. One guy is staring at you guys intently, and the other one says, arms up. I put my arms up. I let him know I'm carrying my security weapon. It contains non-lethal rounds. Uh, he, asks, he asks to see it. I slowly pull it out, remove the magazine, and unload it. 
Cool. He inspects to him. He inspects the stick and shock rounds you have. He nods, uh, loads it back, gives it back to you, um, and then asks for your guys' invitations. I um, present it. Yep. Uh, he double checks to make sure that Boomer is labeled as a licensed security guard, which of course he is, because Bryn is thorough. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, uh, same same deal happens. You two walk in. Um, go ahead and roll etiquette for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like he should get a bonus because he's pretending to be an he, just, he just doesn't need to roll much. <laughs> you mean anything but a one? Did you roll a one? I, roll, I rolled a one. Okay, we'll get to that later. <laughs> I, I, I think I got this, Tommy. Oh, good. Okay, perfect. Uh, that's eight hits. All right, uh, Cashmere, you walk in. You feel very at home. Uh, <laughs> Francesca gives you the same uh, spiel that she gave uh, Bumbles and Mouse. Um, so uh, You want to check out my gun, too? Oh, God. Uh, no, my security guards are rather thorough. Uh, oh, it's not about that. Oh, it's just so badass. Um, I'm so sorry about him. He's very... Um, Charlie, Look, if you could sort of... pulls it out slowly. Um, Charlie, please this. put that away. We don't want to disturb anybody. Her, her, her hand goes to her uh, to her pistol. Wait, okay, uh, thank you so much. Um, what, what was it? It was uh, Francesca. Thank you so much, Francesca. Miss Guevara. Um, oh, God, she's going to be that formal with me? Miss <laughs> <laughs> oh, Guevara, I apologize. Um, we'll be sure to let you know if there are any problems. Okay. She eyeballs uh, Boomer very, very intently. What are you packing? The slightest sign of trouble, and my security guards will exfiltrate you from this party. Oh, yes. I can guarantee you that we will provide no trouble whatsoever. And I I shoot Boomer a very stern look, (laughs) as one would give to their employee. And she, she gestures and says, the ballroom. Look, uh, it's not every day you get to talk guns with somebody. I grab, I grab his jacket and begin to pull him. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I just ironed this today. <laughs> uh, as you do, you see her lean down to the radio on her, uh, on her chest and uh, say something into it while eyeing Boomer. So we got a list that we saw that there's 12 security guards here. Yes. And uh, the, the dossier on Francesca Guevara is that she is the head of the security. Mm-hmm. She's extremely well decorated, both uh, in the military as well as knight errant before she went private. Um, she joined the military very young. Uh, Bryn seems to admire her and says that she is very no nonsense and uh, should not be crossed if possible. Okay. <laughs> and, and there's no, there's no like personal security in, involved as well. Just, just the twelve. I mean, there, there, everyone, there are people with bodyguards, so there are like personal or, security I mean, for the party goers. I mean, um, her personal security in addition to hired contractors, or is it just included the in the twelve? This is uh, like uh, Francesca sure. Guevara is actually the head of uh, Agatha Harding's security force. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's just like, you know, no one has a day off tonight. <laughs> um, so what did uh, Bumbles and Mouse get on their etiquette? Uh, I got four. Uh, six. Okay. What? Uh, I'm very charismatic. Yeah. You're not the one I'm stunned <laughs> about. Um, you walk in. Bumbles, you glance over at Mouse, and there's something strange about her. She's walking differently. Uh, suddenly she feel, she seems more at home in her high heels. Um, you guys walk in, a servant comes up, offers you, um, hors d'oeuvres, uh, offers it first to Mouse. No, thank you. Offers to Bumbles. 
What is it? Uh, it's oysters. Nah. <laughs> he uh, he nods and goes uh, to another set of party goers. Um, there's a uh, there's a band playing at the top. Uh, Bumbles, your heart flutters. This is not a human band. It's not a, a meta human band. It is an autonomous band. Uh, <laughs> oh my! <laughs> um, they're playing. Uh, they're playing. It's a string quartet, but they're automated drones playing. I have to free them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, they're they're up on an elevated stage playing, and uh, everyone else is uh, sitting down at uh, uh, different tables. There is no seating arrangement. You can sit wherever you like. Uh, there is a bar, um, and uh, as per the dossiers and stuff that Bryn has sent you and all the like order of operations, there will be dinner and then there will be dancing. And, uh, yeah. What do you, what do you two do? Uh, Bumbles and mouse. Um, mouse seems surprisingly comfortable here. I think I'd probably just follow her lead. Are there, um, drones, uh, that are delivering drinks or is it going to the bar? Uh, there are drones delivering the drinks, uh, okay. to certain tables. Each table does have a hub that you can press in. There's also the, uh, metahuman servants that are passing around food, uh, as like offerings. But if you wanted to, you could bypass the bar by ordering at a table. I would go over and press the button for the, for a drone and uh, pick a table. Okay. Uh, so you sit down at somewhere that has, uh, good visuals. Okay, you sit down at a table kind of on the edge of the ballroom. Um, this is a really extravagant ballroom, by the way. Uh, obviously, great chandelier, high vaulted ceilings. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's kind of overly extravagant, more so than befits Agatha Harding's position. Uh, and uh, Mouse, you sit down at a table. Uh, as soon as your, your butt touches the seat, a little AR display comes up, uh, offering you a uh, choice at the bar. Uh, whiskey. You order whiskey? Um, I guess I order a whiskey as well to sort of fit in. <laughs> um, I'm probably just going to let Mouse drink it. Okay. Uh, both of you guys roll edge for me. Uh, zero for me. One. Okay. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Cashmere and Boomer, you two walk in. Mm -hmm. uh, similar thing. A uh, servant does approach you with uh, odor, odors. <laughs> Uh, yes, thank you. I will take one. Oh, don't mind if I do. Um, I'm so sorry about him. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I say before Boomer is able to grab one. Uh-huh. Like, as Boomer starts to reach, I, I give the, like, sort of rich person, like, oh, thank you, to sort of, like, put a hand out and send someone away. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay, so as Boomer's reaching, you kind of, like, cut him off by mm -hmm. putting your hand to send the servant away. Uh, the servant uh, takes that cue and pulls away before Boomer. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> I, I, I come close to Boomer. Um, you're going to, going to have to act like my bodyguard tonight if this is going to work. That means no talk. That means very little talking from you, and you do what I say. Got it? I know, I know. This isn't yeah. how I would have things, but it's... It's the plan we've got, so we have to stick to it. Yeah. All right. Those were real oysters. Yes, they were. <laughs> and it was delicious. Uh, all right. So um, do you guys grab a table? Do you go to the bar? Um, I suppose well, I'm just we following Cashmere. Yes, he is. Good boss. Job. Good job. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Charlie. Um you down some stairs and see how, <laughs> see how charged you are and 
flying around. I think we would go to a table. Okay, same table as the other two, or different table? Different table. Okay, Uh, there's Um, one one nearby, maybe next to, maybe diagonal, close, but not. Yeah, same, uh, not so there's no them. there's no table directly next to them that's available, but there's one like one over from that that you guys can okay. sit down with sure. with no one there. Um, so you sit down. Uh, oh, are these small personal tables and not large like they can seat six tables? people? Okay, um, I, I pull out the chair for him. Here you go, sir. Thank you, Charlie. Uh, and I I DNI to him. Uh, quickly look around and figure uh, count how many security guards you can see. How many security guards can I see? Roll a perception test. Yeah, as soon as you sit down, same thing. Uh, full choice of the bar menu pops up in front of you, um, as well as this. Uh, you can order your dinner to now. It's it's. Uh, you can put in your order at the kitchen for when dinner is served. I got it too. Okay, uh, Boomer. You look around. You think you can probably see one or two security guards. It's hard to tell. Everyone's wearing suits. <laughs> Um, I deny everyone's wearing suits and looks official. I think I see a couple though. Okay, thanks. I can um, tell the Well, and you can you can cross reference them with uh, uh, with the dossiers you have, and you see that like for sure you definitely see two of them. Um. So then I I take a seat and begin to order myself a glass of champagne. Okay. And peruse through the what the menu is for the evening. Sure. Mouse and Bumbles, uh, your drinks arrive. Um. You pull them off of the drone, uh, and uh, someone joins you at your table. Um, it is a very well-dressed, uh, elegant lady. She looks a little perturbed, almost. Like, she doesn't really want to be there, uh, but she is. But she's still putting on, like, a pretty good show of, like, having a good time. I mean, she has, like, a, a, a martini in her hand. But she just, like, she seems more like she's there on business than pleasure. Um, she sits, she, before she sits down, she, she asks, uh, is the seat taken? By all means. And she sits down. Um, and, uh, she kind of like sighs and looks at Mouse and sees her chrome arm and her blue hair and goes, my name's, uh, Beatrix. And she reaches out a hand. I shake it. All right. She, she shakes her hand, uh. Do you uh, do like the dainty? Yes, like, it's yeah. like the the like, dainty shake. Yeah, right. uh, I, uh, I yeah, I shake her hand as well. And you are, uh, I'm Stephen Segal, uh, and this is my wife Michelle. Pleasure to meet both of you. Uh, I hope you don't mind me intruding. I just the people around here they they get on my nerves, and you two seem like a a, a different sort. Right. I mean, we don't usually come to these things, you know, but. Sometimes they send us invitations, and there's a lot of very nice food and drink. Uh, both of you roll a perception test for me, sure. and as you do, uh, Mouse, you pull up the yeah, dossier on this lady. Definitely. Uh, this is Beatrix Riddle. Uh, there's a big warning on her dossier. Um, this is a neonet operative uh, in corporate espionage. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryn says he doesn't know why she's at this party, but whatever it is, it's probably something you should stay or clear of. <laughs> um, cause she only shows up, uh, when she's doing like a job. She, she, her, her whole MO is like going to these parties and like stealing data, assassinating someone, something like that. Um, depending. So it's a big, like careful with this one warning. <laughs> She's a, like a she's James Bond, kind of <laughs> like a Bond girl. 
four. Uh, I got two. Mouse, you uh, are reading the dossier. You glance at her, um, and she's like saying her thing about like you know you two seeming of a different sort. Mm-hmm. And your eyes dart to her earring, her necklace, her ring, uh, her purse, and uh, a bracelet she has. Mm-hmm. Um, and you realize she is armed with. Uh, Shiwase Arms Puzzler. Uh, it is a collection of seemingly innocuous items like jewelry and trinkets that, uh, when put together, make a fully functional holdout pistol. What? Sick. I'm so getting one of those. And for some reason, Mouse, you know this. Somehow you, you recognize this uh, collection of trinkets as a uh, lethal weapon. Sure. Uh, you're quite unique yourself. Uh, she grins and takes a, a sip of, uh, of her martini, um, says, so what is it that you two do? Uh, I make treads and she makes them good. <laughs> he flatters me. <laughs> yeah. And she, she goes, oh, I don't watch that many treads. So I probably haven't seen any of your work. That's fine. <laughs> so what brings you here? little bit of work. Um, I'm here to make a deal with uh, someone who's here. Uh, you know, the standard operating procedure for fundraisers like this. It's a little bit of a extravagant business meeting for most people. I'm seated in a way that I can see them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I see her and, and can also read her dossier. Yep, yep. I, I DNI message to you guys. Um, do, you need, do you need to get away from her? Um, I think we're fine. For the moment. Okay. Um, can I make Drix perception while I'm also in this yep. conversation? Yep. All right. Uh, Boomer and Cashmere, roll edge for me. None. None. All right. Uh, Great. <laughs> Mouse, what did you get on your matrix perception? <laughs> it's rare that I rolled as well. Um, eight. Eight. All right. Uh, yeah, Mouse, uh, she, she is hiding her pan. She has a, a dummy pan. Which is active. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, you know, a normal comlink. Mm-hmm. You see right past that and see that she is running a second pan uh, that actually has stuff attached to it, including uh, it's primed to run a smart link if it was given the option. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an implanted comlink. And, uh, yeah. Okay, is there anything else I sense or it's only her that I sense? Actually, wait, you got eight? Eight. Uh, you notice one other thing. Uh, you recognized one of her two rings as a... Uh, part of the uh, Shiwase arms puzzler. Um, But she has another ring, and it has a matrix signal. It's some kind of device. But you've never seen anything like it. Okay. Um, Can I I hack her? Yes. Okay. If if you want, you can hack her pan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what was the rating on it? Uh, It's a rating eight. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) With an advanced firewall. What? God damn it. <laughs> and Boomer, uh, a man sits down by you. He has a uh, very nice tuxedo on, um, bow tie, uh, cummerbund, all that. Very well groomed. Um, you check the dossier. His name is ah- uh, Ahmed Perendi. Um, and uh, he is an MCT headhunter. Uh, 
presumably there to scout for potential uh, Mitsuhama investors and etc. Uh, do we know what office he works in? Uh, he works in the in the, in Seattle. the Seattle office. Yeah, yeah. And how much communication would the Seattle office have with with the Japan office? A headhunter like him, probably very little. Okay. Uh, it would be if he was more of an executive, he may like have meetings with the Japan office on like a weekly or bi-weekly basis, but a headhunter, they're kind of a lower on the totem pole. Uh, he sits down and doesn't actually say anything to you guys yet. Um, he seems to be messing with the menu. Okay. Um, so I rolled 14, but I can only keep nine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you were going for a mark? A mark. You got a mark. <laughs> cool. I would like it to send me uh, recent messages if, it, if it's linked to anybody else. Um, if it... Um, basically, like, it, it's like, like it's status update. Does that, does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Um, so, roll spoof command for that? Sure. Five. Uh, you blink, blink, uh, trigger it to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing gets sent to you, but you don't get a mark on you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, do I have any sense of what Mouse is doing as this is happening? I don't know how how hard are you trying to keep the fact that you're doing this. Is your little mouse active in his AR or not? Not. I mean, like. I mean, I imagine it happens very quickly, it right? It happens in, like, the blink of an eye. Right, so unless Mouse has told me or done something else to indicate, I have no idea right. you're trying to hack the super spy assassin yes. sitting at our table. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so you, you don't yeah. get any data, but it does not get a mark on you. Okay. Uh, you tried to send some code, and it just bounced back invalid. Um, Ahmed finishes his, uh, uh, his ordering, um, and he sits back. He's drinking, like, an old-fashioned. Uh, and he, uh, looks at you two and looks at, uh, uh, at Boomer. Boomer, are you sitting or standing? Uh, I'm standing. Okay. Uh, he looks at, uh, Boomer, looks at, uh, Kashmir. Ahmed Perendi, nice to meet you. He reaches out a hand. I, I reach out and shake it. Okay. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura? Huh. I say, but with, like, Japanese flair to it. Like, not in my English accent. Right, right, okay. Uh, and he kind of grins and uh, says, uh, ah, and what, what corporation are you with, he says in Japanese, uh, with a perfect flawless accent. Boomer looks at him like, what? Um, then I'll just, I'll just continue the conversation in English. <laughs> uh, Mitsuhama Computer Technologies. Oh. And you? Uh, Mitsuhama as well. I'm oh, I'm sorry. Did you say Ahmed? Yeah, Ahmed Perendi. Oh, yes. Oh, I think I saw you on an email somewhere. <laughs> uh, I don't th- recall seeing your name anywhere. Uh, wh- what uh, branch do you work in? Oh, in the Magical Technologies branch. Oh. Actually uh, based out of, you know, out of Japan. Oh, you're with the Japan branch. What brings you to Seattle? Well, I mean, uh, especially, you know, the Magical Technologies department really has an, a vested interest in uh, astral preservation. So they wanted to send along an, uh, an envoy to sort of uh, show their good faith and their support of the cause. Roll con! <laughs> <laughs> That's four hits. Oh, well, it's good to see that the, uh, that the mother corporation... Uh, 
provides uh, to a worthy cause like this. Oh, of course. Uh, and then he kind of like leans back and sees the drone coming with his refreshed drink. And uh, he says, now, unfortunately, uh, no offense meant to you, but um, I'm not here to chat up Mitsuhama employees. So I think I need to find another table. Of course. And I wouldn't waste your time. Um, but first, and I see a drone approaching with my champagne because I ordered it first. I yeah, yeah it. it's, it's on someone's way. Right. Um, I, I grab it and say, of course, will you enjoy your night and uh, to Mitsuhama? And I raise for a toast. All right. He grabs his drink, Mitsuhama, and uh, he cheers, uh, takes a drink, stands up and wanders over to a different table to try and chat up somebody who isn't already in his corporation. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, Beatrix is holding a uh, conversation with the two of you. Um, Bumble's roll con for me. What'd you get? Are you trying to decide if you're going to edge this? I am trying to decide <laughs> if I'm going to die at the hands of a super spy. I'm going to edge it. Okay. I've had bad luck five times so far. <laughs> Why not go for six? Roll a d6 and see if your bad luck comes into play. Oh, thank God. It does, it does not. not. <laughs> All right, so re-roll your failures. <laughs> uh, that's four hits. Okay. Uh, she's continuing a conversation with you. Uh, you're telling her about... Um, I'm doing my best to sort of present that I'm sort of the Michael Bay of <laughs> Trids. Oh, you're just a huge asshole? No, I, I just <laughs> make movies for money, you right. know? Right, it's all about explosions and... Uh, and right, because she was like, I don't really watch Trids. And I was like, that's fine. A lot of other people paid me for those, so <laughs> that's cool. Uh... And uh, she actually seems a little taken aback by that, just slightly. Uh, where she used to have interest uh, about you two, she seems a little disappointed. Um, but she's putting on good airs about, like, she's being polite. She's not, like, being like, oh, you know? <laughs> but you can tell, like, what little genuine excitement she had to be talking with you has gone away. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she uh, finishes her, her drink. And looks around um, and says, um, well, if you'll excuse me, I need to be using the restroom. And she stands up and starts leaving the table. Okay. Um, and then I DNI to you guys. Um, so how do we get a data tap on out here? A mouse on your way through the, the like, main hallway and in the ballroom, you, see, you saw at least three intercom systems. You think this place is pretty well connected, whereas every room has an intercom. Right. Except for, like, maybe the bathroom. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> um, okay. Is there a host um, here? The building does have a host. Okay. Um, though, according to Bryn's notes, uh, the intercom system is hardwired and not connected to the host. It is just... It's like a glorified walkie-talkie system almost. Right. Uh, it's not wireless. It's not linked to the host. Yeah, but I want to get to the host else. so I can... Um, cameras. Cameras. Yeah. The host, like I said, is rating four. That makes the firewall seven. I order a salad for dinner. On, on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> um, where is Spot? Uh, Spot is parked down the grounds uh, in a parking area uh, nearby the woods on the east side of the building. Okay. What's around him? Uh, according to Mouse, other cars. And, like, one security guard. Can I sort of see through any of his senses as he is sat linked. Oh, spot? 
Yeah. Yeah, you could jump into spot if you want. I mean, you probably don't want to jump into him, jump but into you could, him. yeah, you could be like, bleak, and like turn on the camera in your AR and see through him. Yeah. Right. I would like to know his immediate surroundings. Sure. Uh, he's parked uh, very tightly in between two cars. Um, it seems like uh, he had a little bit of work to try and get in there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a large, uh, flat field um, uh, with all of these cars just like parked in it. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, what did you get, Mouse? Nine. Uh, you were going for one mark? Yeah. You got a mark. Okay. Um, can I look at the cameras with just one mark? You cannot. Okay. I will go for you a... You need two marks. I will go for a second mark. Um, it's been quite a while since I've had any good seafood. Um, none that I've trusted, at least. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be ordering the ahi tuna. All right. <laughs> Eight. Eight? Uh, you get your second mark. Okay. Um, I would like to look through the cameras. Okay. Uh, so in AR, you pop in, you just see a very uh, standard array of symbols, um, like standard matrix operating procedure, no fancy metaphor. Mm-hmm. A large number of camera feeds pop up uh, in your uh, AR display in front of you, uh, shared with the rest of the team, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, you see all of the estate, second floor, third floor, uh, which are uh, dimly lit guards patrolling. Um, you uh, see the kitchen staff um, on the other side of the building. Okay. And uh, you see yourself in the ballroom. You see... Uh, I resist waving. You see, you see Francesca. Um, uh, at this point, most of the partygoers have come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so she seems to be checking on the kitchen. And then going upstairs and getting a status report from the people up there and then coming back to the door every once in a while popping into the ballroom and talking to a guard in the ballroom. Uh, she seems to be very much on duty. Um, are you looking for anything in particular? Well, the basement door would be great. Okay. Um, and then also wherever um, Beatrix. I'd like to keep an eye on Beatrix. Okay, she hasn't come out of the bathroom yet. Uh, um, do you see any good places to... P- Good quiet places to put a data tap. So, um, can we put it on a menu? Well, that's not going to help you because the intercom system is not linked to anything else in the house. It is only linked to itself. It's just a hardwired. Uh, the basement is a Faraday cage, which means no signals in or out, except the intercom, which is a closed system and has no wireless connection, runs right. from the basement to other floors. Oh, so we're so using you- a data tap in the basement to run along the hard line up to the data tap on the other intercom which is then also on a comm link. So we're basically putting a signal in the basement that can travel along a hard line up to the surface outside of the Faraday cage. Sure. Um, can I have Kreslin, um make a blueprint of the house? Sure, put him to work on that. Yeah. Uh, it'll be an edit file action for Kreflin, okay. and he will not be able to help you during the time it takes him to make it. Like longer than dinner? No. Okay. I mean, depending on how he rolls. And depending on portion sizes, of course. <laughs> Four. Okay. So you send Crethlin off. He starts just making a, a thorough blueprint of the house as per uh, the cameras and what he's seen on the outside. Um, he, uh, he blips out of your AR for a second uh, right. to go deal with that. Um, every once in a while, you see him jump from one file to another. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I just want, um, I want a Marauder's map. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> you, you want an actively updated map of where people are and stuff. Yeah, two-dimensional. Yep. Yeah. Also, you do spot 
what you assume it's I mean it's not like hidden it's like nice doors it's not like metal steel doors but they are obviously sliding large freight doors that are nearby the kitchen it all checks out you're pretty sure you see the elevator okay uh because on the second floor and the third floor directly above it same kind of doors okay. <laughs> um and is there uh intercom is it are the intercoms just in the like rooms or are they also in hallways uh the each floor has an intercom in the hallway okay uh well, I would say like two in the hallways, like one on the front of the building, one on the side of the, like the back of the building. Sure. Like, you know, they're spread out, but each floor, as far as the hallways go, has two intercoms. Okay. So I'm going to DNI everybody and I'm going to, you know, kind of run down that. Um, and then um, I'm going to say that we should probably not leave during dinner, I think, um, because fewer people will be, it, you'll be easier to track. Yeah. No, I imagine dancing is the, uh, put on the night to slip on notice somewhere and then um so boomer do you think that um and this is dni obviously um that i could give you oh but i have the comm link boomer do you have a metal link on you oh i totes got a metal link yeah cool that he could he would know how to take apart an intercom and clip the metal link with the data tap is it anything like a a security panel Door. It's similar enough that I'm pretty sure you could open it and put a data tap on it. Yes. I send a I send a smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> then I think that's probably the best bet. We should establish that. I think we should establish the data tap com link on this end first before we all go sneaking around. I don't know. What do you guys think? Question mark emoji. That's a wonderful idea. So do you want? We want to go sneaking around, putting a data tap up during dancing or before dinner. If well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because he's um, a bodyguard, and I don't know if people would think, "Oh, that's weird." Like I could try it, like, or you could try to like excuse yourself and go to the bathroom, and then like try to be sneaky about doing it really quickly, or. Yeah. Or, um, or I mean, like Boomer uh, could do it, but he's like the bodyguard, and the bodyguard I, like doesn't leave, so I don't know. Well, I'm not I've, gonna. I'm not gonna go in with them and meet gays or anything and just <laughs> go with them. I've, I'm thinking that after dinner I could dance and sort of send him away for a minute while I'm dancing and that would give oh, him a natural excuse to go and find a place to tap. Yeah, as long as dancing, like, because I think th what's the, does the, I, there's an itinerary yes? Yes. Okay, and the itinerary for the night is how long for dancing? Like uh, an hour, two hours? an hour before dancing, and then dancing goes for, like, the rest of the evening. Okay. Uh, with a real live band showing up. The uh, automated band is only there for dinner. <laughs> I guess we'll just eat. Oh, uh, and in between dinner and dancing, there is the whole, everyone has to leave the ballroom while the servants move the tables around to make room for the dancing. It doesn't take too long, but they're all, like, welcome to, like, wander the grounds or oh. go into the... Uh, the ground floor does have a, like, corporate meeting room so people can go hang out there. There will be refreshments there, stuff like that. So we'll have a few minutes to, you know, just sort of be out and about looking yes. at things in this house unsupervised. Uh, supervised, but yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Because that's just a time when we have to be sure they'll be like watching people as they move around. So we just have to be sure that if and when we do that, we are if we're messing with a panel in the wall, we're doing it sneakily. 
All right. Um, I am the one to do the sneaky stuff. I am also very sneaky. <laughs> I'm very good at taking apart panels. <laughs> if anyone needs me to talk to anyone, <laughs> I'm uh, a good talker. I can talk. I can talk the data clip onto a. A panel. <laughs> um, so I'm going to order for dinner whatever seems like it's probably the most expensive item. Uh, you order a boar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> An entire boar? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sowing uh, the myth of Steven Seagal. <laughs> man who ate a boar. <laughs> Boomer, you startle as... Somehow, without you noticing, someone has sat down next to Kashmir. Kashmir, uh, you turn also pretty much startled. You don't remember this person sitting down. They're just there. Mm. Uh, they just like managed to like, like slide in while you guys were all thinking at each other. Um, he's got a goatee, long pointy ears of an elf, pull, hair pulled back into a ponytail. Um, he is wearing an uh, astral preservationist badge uh, on his lapel. Or more like a pin than anything else, but you recognize it. Uh, he sits down. You notice his fingernails aren't necessarily clean. They're not like grimy, but like it stands out mm-hmm. because you're in a, here, yeah, yes. you're here, and you're like there's like dirt underneath his fingernails. Sure. Um, uh, and he has uh, bright yellow eyes, um, and he he looks at you. <laughs> uh, and. He he says, uh, "Cashmere, fuck! <laughs> you don't know me. My name is Bartholo Grundlefug." <laughs> uh, he puts one of his hands on your hand, and there's a jolt of like magical energy when he does. And he says, "Be wary of your dreams. They can guide you down the wrong path. Don't let fear control you, or your friends will suffer." I'm staring at him blankly. Here, let me roll the composure test to see how terrified I look. <laughs> uh, Boomer, assuming competency, you, like everyone yeah. else, check the uh, dossiers that Bryn has comprised. I, I have not done that. Yeah, I know. I uh, just, I, I, I'm wondering if this guy is real or a figment <laughs> of my imagination. Uh, Bartholo Grundlefug is not on the list. Oh, fuck. Excuse me, sir. I don't much care for people touching my client. Um, I'm visibly frightened. Okay. Uh, he removes the hand, and uh, he stands up. Uh, Boomer, he's as tall as you are. He's very tall for an elf. And is he dark or shadowy at all? No. How, how does he relate to the figure from my dream? Uh, besides the fact that his irises are a golden yellow... Uh, there's nothing much more that relates there. Okay, um, but it but it is like the yellow Hawkins to the dream. You could think that yes, because I mean, I mean the other ones where they were like glowing orbs of light, where these are like gold yellow eyes. But yes, it is disconcerting to you. Got it. He stands up, looks at you, Boomer, um, grins, and says, "I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of a man of honor." And uh, he straightens his tie. And starts walking off. And as soon as he walks into where there's a crowd, you lose track of him. He's a slippery frag. I'll give him that. I take a second and I order myself a double vodka tonic. (laughs) 
All right. Uh, the rest of the evening goes without much event. Um, some people do join your guys' tables. Uh, they make small, if at all, talk with you. Uh, cashmere, you're visibly shaken, so most people aren't actually talking to you. There's like some seats in the I, chair. I calm down. You, you were, yeah. Like, Bumbles uh, and Mouse, uh, some people join you. Uh, again, Mouse seems strangely comfortable talking to these high society people um, and somehow able to not lie <laughs> while doing so. Always finding a way to guide the conversation away from a situation where she would be unable to hide your guys' actual purpose there. Gracefully, so. Um, I mean, I remember that she was weirdly on the access list for the Evo Vitas bunker. Did you actually share that? Um, I, I sort of recall her acting strange for a moment after seeing that she was... Yes. I didn't learn that At she was on the list, but I do recall you acting strange upon learning you were on the list and then walking up and mm-hmm. it opening. As yeah. did the vampire woman, sort of. Oh, yeah, there was a I lot believe. of that. Yes. The vampire woman kept on saying, are you one of them? You look like one of them. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sort of formulating perhaps an idea of what may be going on with Mouse, but I'm just going to, you know, keep it in my head where thoughts like that belong for now. <laughs> every time I look over and see a Mouse do a sort of cordial laugh, I grow a little disconcerted. I go, what the fuck is going on in here tonight? <laughs> uh, Boomer, uh, can you roll a palming test for me? I can. Go ahead. Uh, three. Uh Boomer, when Kashmir's not looking, you do manage to snag an oyster off of the tray as it walks by. <laughs> Can I roll an audio perception test? Yes. <laughs> That's three hits. Uh, you hear a little, and you look over. Boomer's sitting there with his mouth kind of like like open with something like obviously inside his mouth resting on his tongue but you don't see any oyster or anything in his hand he's obviously he's pocketed pocketed it and uh you just kind of look at him and he goes gulp and then Boomer. i send him a middle finger emoji <laughs> <laughs> look just get rid of the shell before it starts to smell in your pocket okay um so uh Dinner passes. Uh, you're all asked to uh, leave, enjoy the amenities of the first level of the house, but you are reminded this is all f- coming from Francesca. She uh, addresses the crowd. Um, you're all reminded to uh, leave the uh, upper floors. Um, uh, don't, don't go upstairs. <laughs> is there anything interesting on the cameras upstairs? Just guards patrolling. So like the rooms and stuff, there's nothing that interesting? Roll a perception test. Four. Uh, looking through the cameras on the second and third floor, uh, you're, you know, you've got your, uh, you've all, Mount, bah, Crethlin has almost got the uh, active uh, map ready for you. Um, it's slowly populating with people. Uh, and uh, you, you know, the third floor is almost done. You see, like the guards patrolling, you're checking to make sure that they are corresponding to what you're seeing on your cameras. Uh, you see one guard uh, vacate a hallway and a door opens and you see Beatrix Riddle move from one room to another. I want to know what she's doing. <laughs> um, I mean, if, is that, uh, that's yeah. to everyone. Um, okay. So while we're enjoying this entire bore that I ordered, um, <laughs> I'm just going to call... Bryn, because he said he's available, and tell him that a corporate super spy 
assassin is maybe doing something sneaky on the third floor. Also, we have our potential distraction. Um, I'm actually going to excuse myself and go to the ladies. Okay. So I can open up my arm and release the fly spy. Unless you don't want it. I'm on board with this plan. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can do that. No problem. Uh, roll a piloting test for this fly, fly spy. We could somehow alert the guards to her presence and then maybe have less to deal with she, down here. Uh, generally speaking, if I'm in the host, unless there's like a fire alarm or something that I'm going to set off. Um, but that would give her enough warning time to get away, probably. So. Okay. That's four hits. Okay. Uh, so the you guys are now leaving the ballroom uh, with the rest of the crowd, who's like kind of mingling around on the ground floor. It's a pretty large estate, so there's plenty of places for people to mingle to, on the on the first floor. And some people are going out for like a smoke break and stuff, like out on the grounds. I mean, the grounds. There's a hedge maze. There's all sorts of fun stuff on the grounds. Uh, there's definitely a pool on the grounds also. Um, you send the fly spy up the stairs. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, has Bryn didn't respond. Oh, yeah, no. So, yeah, you're sending the fly spy up the stairs and you call Bryn. Yeah. Um, and uh, he gets on the line. Uh, how's the job going? Uh, not bad. Um, the corporate super spy assassin you told us to steer clear of. Uh, oh, Riddle, yes. Oh, what happened? Um... Maybe nothing, maybe a lot. She's just sort of darting around on the third floor. Should we care? It's probably unrelated to what you're there for. Sure. Um, I don't have any intel as to what her purpose is there. Uh, I only have so much on her. Um, and as far as I know, she's not interested in anything in the vault. Okay. If you think that you're in danger in some way, uh, I would say no. Um, she's the subtle type. She's not going to bring the house down or something like that. She's probably stealing something from uh, Harding. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, unless... Yeah, I guess if you're not particularly worried about her, then I'm not. just seem pertinent to sort of inform you that... I mean, definitely probably keep an eye on her um, because if it seems like her interests conflict with our interests, uh, we will have problems. All right. Um, uh, mostly we'll, from her. We'll uh, keep an eye on her then. Yeah, she's not to be underestimated. No. Uh, so your fly spy zips around, um, guard passes by, fly spy flies to another wall, climb, 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 guard passes by. Fly spy kind of flies behind the guy. When he turns, it zips around behind his head. <laughs> um, uh, and you manage to get it up to the third floor. Are you heading into the room that uh, Riddle jumped into? Uh, yeah, unless anyone else has somewhere else they think it should go. Yeah, all right. It um, does its best to sneakily make its way into the room with uh, a very uh, adept killer. Right, it crawls under the uh, door frame and floats up to like the ceiling fan. Uh, this is a bedroom, uh, presumably a master bedroom. Um, and uh, she seems to be rummaging around, but carefully, like so as not to leave any traces. But she's like opening drawers, very carefully pulling clothes out, putting them back, uh, uh, messing with things. She eventually finds a panel on the wall and she slides it to the side, and there's a safe there. 
and she pulls out like a, a toolkit and begins working on that safe. Okay. Um, Is anybody going to try and put the um, comm link on a and data tap on? Uh, uh, I was thinking if we've got more than one comm link, it might be worth trying to plant more than one. Mm-hmm. So we only need the comm link on this end, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, redundancy might be good. Sure. Do we have the active map? Yeah. Uh, Krathon has finished. You have a, a good uh, uh, live map that is updating with the positions of everyone. Uh, the ground floor is just like a fucking mess of like labels as people are walking around and stuff. Um, Krathon has also indicated all of the uh, visible um, intercoms uh, on the map. Is there any that are just sort of away from people? Um, the back hallway on the first floor is probably the least populated um, since uh, none of the main doors go through there, but uh, there are bathrooms back that way that some people are going to and coming back from. That would probably be your best bet Okay. as far as less populated areas. Sure, we can well, head there. Let's get to work. Okay. Uh, you guys go walking back there. Um, you... See some people leaving the bathroom. Uh, for a moment, the hallway is empty. Okay. Is there anyone coming from either direction? I'm just sort of acting as a lookout. I'm sure Boomer is sort of doing his thing. Um, it's hard to predict exactly where people are going and where they're coming from, but as you can see right now on the map, it doesn't seem like anyone's like bolting this way to like run to the bathroom or, you know, beelining this direction. People seem to be, like, walking and stopping and talking and walking and talking and stopping and, yeah. Okay. And there are people in the bathroom who will be coming back this way when they're done? There's one person in the bathroom right now. Sure. Is it the men's room or is it just sort of, like, a one... It's the men's room. Okay. I'll head over there. Okay, you go into the men's room? Yes. Okay. Uh, Boomer, what are you doing? I rub my hands together... And you said I could use locksmith because yeah. the panels are similar, right? To remove the panel, it's similar enough. You're not, like, interacting with the wires too much, so. Right. Yeah, because I'm basically just clipping that thing on and putting it back, right? Yep, and shoving a metal link inside the framework. I look around real quick, and I get to work. Uh, that is five. Five. Okay. Uh, it doesn't take you much time at all. You uh, really quickly uh, pop out uh, your auto picker, flip it to the tool that lets you remove like the paneling with uh, ease. You clip it right off, slip your, your hand up there very dexterously, uh, find a wire, clip the uh, data tap on it, and run the wire from the data tap uh, into a, uh, a comlink, uh, and then kind of jam the comlink in there and uh, clip the, uh, the panel back down very, very quickly. Cashmere's barely in the bathroom by the time you're done. Cashmere, you enter the bathroom. A gentleman in there uh, washing his uh, washing his hands and his face. Um, and I know that Boomer's still working. At this point, Boomer's actually done. He was really he was straight fast. up done. Yeah, he he knocked that out. I'm of the a professional. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. I sort of uh, I wash my hands as well and uh, leave. Uh, the guy. Uh, uh, turns you, he's like an older guy, um, human, gray hair. Uh, he looks you up and down and goes, I may uh, be sticking my foot in it, but uh, Shiawaze or Mitsuhama? 
But you, you assume, I mean, you can pick up quickly enough. There's a rivalry between Shiawaza and Mitsuhama. He's trying to guess which corporation you're from. Okay. I say, excuse me, come again? <laughs> uh, Looking for him to basically explain himself a little more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just wondering what corporation you're representing tonight. Oh, well, I mean, that sort of information can be very dangerous to a few people, can't it? Sort of joking. Uh-huh. He chuckles. Uh, he turns, uh, drying his hands off. You see a Nashville preservation pin on his, uh, on his lapel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, so that means he's not with either. He's yeah. here as like a fundraiser for mm-hmm. the organization. Yeah. Um, I'm proud to say that Mitsuhama very much supports the, um, supports the organization tonight. Astral preservation is, uh, is very important to MCT. Uh, he, I, I'm glad to hear it. How much are you pledging? Did we like arrange sort of a pre, a like predetermined amount with Bryn? Or Bryn basically I... just said if you needed money for a donation, he could wire it your way. What's a what's a decent donation? Business. Roll your business knowledge skill. Yeah, business. <laughs> uh, that's two hits. Two hits on your business knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think anywhere between the five thousand and ten thousand range would be a decent pledge for an individual? Oh, that's all. The uh, magical technologies wing has pledged. Uh, we'll be pledging thirty thousand new yen. <laughs> oh, is that like way too much for like a division of something? Oh, okay, yeah, you're representing the wing alone. Okay, right, yeah, like, like they sent I mean, that's a bit me much. as like their envoy. Is it a bit much? Yeah, probably like, closer to t- like twenty. Yeah, <laughs> um, the Mitsuhama. Um, what I just said, but twenty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he uh, he he raises his eyebrows and goes. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad they sent such a, a great envoy. I hope you enjoy our presentation before the uh, the rest of the festivities. Oh, I'll be looking forward to it. And um, he pulls out uh, a comlink and goes, "Have you uh, processed your donation already?" I I have Bryn do that. Okay. He he said it could be like a, a quick thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you pull out a cred stick. But will it, like, say a different name or something? Nah. <laughs> you, you pull out, like, your comlink. Uh, you send that message to Bryn. Um, what do you say as you're stalling for, like, two, five seconds? Oh, I'm so sorry. I just got a message. Oh, goodness. Oh, it looks like I'll have plans after tonight, af- or uh, later this evening after all. <laughs> Roll con! <laughs> <laughs> it's three hits. Okay. Uh, he, he chuckles and goes, uh, successful uh, in multiple aspects of your life then. And uh, you see the money pop up on your comlink. You transfer it to a cred stick, and you touch the cred stick to his comlink, transferring the money to him. Uh, and much success to you as well. Uh, and uh, he leaves the bathroom. Um, and, uh, yeah, what about Bumbles and Mouse? What are you two doing? Well, I guess if they want to do the redundancy thing, we would be, is there another intercom somewhere out of the way that we can go and be redundant at? Um. <laughs> if not, I guess we just follow the party into the cocktail area. Is there one in a, if not empty area, lowly populated area, preferably without guards? That I could sort of be clumsy, fall into the intercom, <laughs> knock it out, and then replace it. 
<laughs> uh, the corporate meeting room is pretty packed um, and has some guards. Uh, there are some guards patrolling. You do notice a guard has been posted by the elevator, but there is like kind of a lounge area um, separate from the uh, corporate meeting room. Um, it doesn't have like a bar or anything, but there's a few people like who have taken their drinks there to like sit down and drink, and there is an intercom in that room. Uh, okay, Mouse, what do you think? Sure. All right, we go there. Okay. Um, how many people are in this room? Five. Are they all talking together, or are they talking in, like, little groups? There's a group of three and a, and then a pair. The group of three are sitting around a card table. Not playing cards, just sitting around a card table. Mm-hmm. Um, and the group of two is sitting on a couch talking. In sensual ways. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> do you think you'd be better at this or me? <laughs> Uh, which part? Opening, opening the thing and then... Oh, I'm quite good at this. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you two are an adorable couple. <laughs> All right, I'll go be charming. Okay. I was thinking you could, like, hide me while I do... I mean, I will. Okay. But not sort of by standing directly in front of you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys go walking into this little lounge... What do you do? Um, I will head to the card table. I imagine the couple does not need distracting. They're lost in each other's eyes. Right. Good. (laughs) Uh, Who are these people around the card table? Uh, There is an orc man, uh, an elf woman, an elf man, and that's it. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, But who are they? Oh, yeah. Uh, As far as uh, dossiers go. Uh, so the woman is actually an older elf lady. Uh, the dossier pops up uh, Bianca Burton. Bryn, uh, she's, a, she's a wealthy lady. She's not affiliated with any particular corp. Um, she's just old money. Uh, and uh, Bryn has a little uh, amused note in here saying that she uh, is quite vocal in how much she doesn't like Agatha Harding, the hostess. And then uh, the, the orc male, uh, his name is Jesse Pitts. Uh, he works for Ares Macrotech. Uh, he is in the uh, experimental uh, weaponry division. And the, uh, the elf male is Ivan Boonin. Uh, he works for Evo. Uh, he's from uh, the Russian division, uh, which is actually the HQ, the, headqu- the main headquarters of Evo. As far as personalities go, uh, he says it's pretty basic. Uh, Jesse is uh, what you would expect from an Ares weapon specialist, uh, and he's like smart boomer. Um, yeah, he's like smart boomer. Uh, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, Ivan is um, in the experimental Bioware field uh, for Evo, uh, and yeah, they're both obviously chatting up Bianca uh, because she has deep pockets. Uh, all right. I will sit at the card table. If it's possible to sit in such a way that I am... Uh, basically, Mouse is on the opposite side of the card table to me. So, like, if they're all looking at me, none of them are looking at Mouse. Sure. Um, it's pretty much possible, yeah. All right. I will sit down um, and just sort of say, uh, hell of a spread in there, huh? Did any of you uh, try the boar? <laughs> Jesse goes... Yeah, the boar was really good. Uh, I had a, I had uh, a nice uh, leg of boar. 
Yeah, it was wonderful. I had um, a leg and a half. <laughs> and uh, Ivan seems perturbed by the fact that uh, you've interrupted him uh, right. as he was schmoozing uh, Bianca, and Bianca seems relieved to finally have been able to take a breath after <laughs> after uh, Ivan has been apparently talking to her uns- like without stopping. Right. Um, I will continue uh, talking about this wonderful meal with uh, Jessie uh, as long as possible while Mouse does her thing. Roll performance for me. Uh, on five dice, I got four hits. <laughs> it was They're meant to be, too. apparently. <laughs> they are all sixes. Bianca starts talking about uh, how the food was better last time. Um, and you get the impression that she's been to enough of these parties, having had this money for long enough, that uh, she's not impressed by any of it anymore. Um, and just wants to, like, shit all over everything and, like, talk trash on people. Um, and uh, Okay. Ivan uh, is trying to gear the conversation back to biotech. Uh, he's like, yes, you know we have enhanced boards in Russia. Um, <laughs> At Evotech, we have been working very hard on... <laughs> I have a question. Do you say yeah. Is Evo's Mars base public knowledge? I mean, yeah, people know that there's a Mars base up there. All right, when he says anything about Evotech... <laughs> I would like to start questioning him about the Mars base. <laughs> While this is going on, Mouse, go ahead and roll. Uh, sneak, is it sneaking and then hardware? You're going to have to sneak hardware? and then hardware. Yeah, I'm going to edge that. Four. Okay. Uh, that is my limit. So that's your sneaky. Sneak! And now roll your hardware. Right. I mean, I don't need to know like specifics about what's going on there, but like, how soon do you think more people could go to Mars? That's a bit of a forward question, don't you think, Mr. Seagal? Says Jesse. Uh, <laughs> so, seven. Okay. While this is going on, Mouse, you just kind of slide into the room and uh, just really quickly, like, <laughs> lift up the panel, data tap. You already had the data tap and the comlink ready in your hand. You just, <laughs> and uh, what do you do after you put it in? Um, so, I'll walk over to Bumbles. Okay. I think we should go now, actually. Excuse us. Yes, uh, I believe it is time, almost time to return to the ballroom. Yes, I'm quite excited for the dancing, aren't you? Oh, yes. Uh, do you, uh, do you know how to, uh, cut a rug? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michelle is quite the dancer, yes. Uh. He flatters me. <laughs> uh, Bianca stands up. Uh, finishes her martini and goes, well, I'm going to need a refresher if uh, I'm going to have to make it through the rest of tonight. And uh, I'll join you. All right. Uh, and I walk out with her. You walk out with Bianca. Uh, Ivan turns to you, Bumbles. Uh, it was a good catch. What? <laughs> your, your wife. Your wife. She's, oh, right. She is an impressive woman. Yeah, she is. What, uh, what happened to her arm? I noticed uh, it seems as if whoever attached her arm did not size it properly to her body. That seems um, rather unfortunate. Would you like me to have some of my contacts uh, take a look at it? We are on DNI. <laughs> um. Hey, Mouse. This Evo guy wants some of his people to take a look at your arm. Seems maybe a bit sketchy, but they do have a Mars base, and if you can get in with them... <laughs> 
That's one um, step closer to space. <laughs> Bumble's dream. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Arms are expensive. Um. So I say to uh, Ivan. Um, she's actually she's had the arm for uh, quite a while. Actually, um, when she was younger, there was an accident, and uh, she grew up quite poor, and uh, it was the only arm available. So they attached it, and she's grown quite attached to it. Well, dear God, how young was she? That is a huge arm to put on a child. <laughs> well, um, she's, she's a bit older than she looks. I just meant to how young was she when the accident happened. Tell me, tell me about this accident. Let's go get a drink. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he puts his arm around you. Uh, Jesse's already gone. <laughs> right. I mean, I was kind of interested in what maybe his company had to offer me in exchange <laughs> for my fake wife's arm. But she's <laughs> <laughs> um, plotting off Mouse's arm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Ivan guides you over and uh, quote unquote buys you a drink. All the drinks are free tonight. Uh, <laughs> and uh, right, I spin him a story of a horse and. <laughs> A river and uh, an accident saving a small child <laughs> in which she saved the child, but the horse threw her into a canyon. <laughs> Roll con for me. <laughs> what the fuck? I do and I. You know none of this is true, right? That's not what happened? Well, it could have been what happened. I don't know. And then it's just a stream of like... <laughs> That's false. That's not right. That never happened. I don't even know if I've seen a horse. <laughs> Mouse only sends novel texts. Uh, that's three hits. Uh, he kind of looks at you a little side-eyed and goes, right, if it was sensitive subjects, you don't have to tell me. I mean, God, I was just trying to uh, be friendly. No, uh, I appreciate it. I'm quite drunk. <laughs> yes, sure you are, Mr. Seagull. Well, if you'll excuse me, I need to go find Bianca. Right, um, just word to the wise. Um, I think you're wasting your time there. <laughs> you do not know my charm, he says very uncharmingly. <laughs> right, good luck. <laughs> and he goes wa wandering off. If uh, you have a space on the next shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mouse, uh, what were you doing with Bianca during that? Did you just like walk with her, get a drink, and then leave? Yeah. Okay. It seemed the fastest way to get everybody out of. As the you room. do, she does talk about how annoying <laughs> all of the men here are. <laughs> I'm sorry. You should try talking to some of the activists. If I can get a chance to, more often than not, these corporate stooges come at me for my my money. I look at the map. And I look where the activists are, and uh, I, wa I drop her in front of one of the activists. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you kind of shove your way through, and she seems a little happy with your spunk as you guide her to one of the activists, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, she gets to talk to them. And then I urban sneak away. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this point, the ballroom opens back up. And uh, they ask everyone to go in um, for a presentation about astral preservation before the uh, band starts playing and the festivities continue. I DNI to the group, guys, do you think this is a chance for us to sneak away? Yes. Good. <laughs> How do we do that? I'm going to the restroom. But then we have to sneak away. Well, I'll go to the restroom and then we'll meet. Outside the restroom. But 
Then what? Uh, well, I'm also, gonna... cameras. Go oh, yes. Oh, well, I still have Mark's Overwatch. Can I check my score? Your Overwatch score? Yeah, it's yeah, probably really high. <laughs> well, we sneak anyway when you take care of these cameras. Mouse, you suddenly think, you know, you've been here for a while. You've been hacking stuff. Uh, oh, my God. You've been, you've, you know, been a little swept away with the evening. Uh, you pop in your baby monitor to check your Overwatch score to see if uh, the grid Overwatch division, um, also known as God, is going to descend upon you uh, for you causing too many illegal ripples in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pop in baby monitor and you see you are at 39. Oh, my gosh. Which I... is one away from... <laughs> I reset my deck. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so um, there you go. Uh, you reset your deck and uh, don't uh, get completely screwed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, so on my way to the men's room, I guess nearest the elevator, what is Corporate Super Spy doing? Uh, so... I mean, the Fly Spy was in the room. Yeah, the Fly Spy was in the room. During all of that, um, she managed to open up the safe... Uh, she reached in. There were some cred sticks. She didn't seem interested by those. Uh, she found a comlink, and uh, she stopped for a second because she thought she heard something. And then she takes the ring, uh, one of the rings off of her finger, and uh, straightens it out and takes off a cap that was unnoticeable on it before. And she plugs it in and waits for a good five minutes or so. Plugs it into what? Uh, into the comlink. Oh. And uh, she unplugs the ring, puts the comlink back in the safe, uh, reattaches the ring to her finger, and uh, closes the safe, locks back up, returns the panel, and makes it downstairs right when the ballroom is opening up. She's very good. Let's not get in her way, ever. Mouse, something concerns you about this, what you saw. It's weird. Uh, she plugged what might have been a data chip mm-hmm. into a comlink, which was most certainly encrypted. And she doesn't have a deck. You scanned her. You know she just has a comlink on her. So you're uncertain as to what exactly she achieved by plugging in that data chip. Oh. Oh. That's all. Yep. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm missing something, and I don't know what I'm missing. Uh, what were you going to do? I need back into the host so we can open up the elevator doors. Cashmere, if you wanted to, you do see Beatrix rejoin people like she's in the crowd. Uh, would I be able to discreetly ascend her? Yeah, unless, I mean, yeah, I mean, there might be somebody like ascensing the crowd or some other person ascensing. You guys will spot each other as two mages ascensing, but that's not the weirdest thing. People do that sometimes. <laughs> It's awkward. It can be kind of rude. It's, it's yeah. like locking eyes in middle school. You yeah. just look away. <laughs> so yeah, Mouse, go ahead and hack the host again. And Cashmere, go ahead and roll your sensing test on Beatrix Riddle. Um, I would like the fly spy to return. Right. It does. Okay. On the ceiling above me. Sure. <laughs> Seven um, for two marks. Uh, you get two marks, Mouse. Okay. I got four hits on my... A sensing test? Uh, she has like a comlink implant- implanted in her brain. She also has wired reflexes. Uh, 
Um, she has some other, it's hard for you to identify because you're not really well schooled in cyberware and mm-hmm. stuff, but you notice that she does a significant amount of cyberware and bioware implanted in her. Almost boomer levels of bioware, but not quite. Okay. Then that, she, would have, like, she would have practically no essence. Yeah. Mouse, what did you get on your, uh, Seven. you got your two marks. Seven. I got my two marks. Yeah. Okay. So when everyone is there, um, well, uh, I guess... Do I still have my map, or is that gone as well? Because I feel like Kreslin would have built that outside of, like, my hacking, right? No? Uh, it was... It basically blipped out when you dropped it, and, like, the, it was just useless code at that point. But as soon as you re-got... You got your two marks again, uh, you were able to uh, re-up. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, just gonna send a text to Bryn updating him that I thought it was weird and then send the little video clip of her and the ring. Okay. Um, and then when everybody's here, I will, and it is safe uh, from the guards, I will um, loop the cameras mm-hmm. and then uh, call the elevator. Everyone who is going to the elevator, which is all of you, roll sneaking. So how exactly how many people would we have to... Bypass. Uh, there's some servants. Uh, the guard that was on duty at the elevator has shifted, um, so you have a moment where you can get to the elevator if you like. Along this corridor, does it look like anyone? Uh, well, there's no one in this corridor. Like, there's like basically this is like the elevator is like a place that like servants walk by, like people going to and from the kitchen mm. walk by that little like dead end that leads to the elevator. Okay, then I will. She so just gotta like wait for the moment with like mouse like being like okay we're clear and then you all duck in and like not like trip over stuff or make a lot of noise. Sure. Oh, so it's it's a relatively easy sneak. Uh, at the moment, yeah, because you have that clearing uh, to get to the elevator. Yeah. Oh. What did you roll, Bumbles? I got four hits on four dice. <laughs> oh, I'm not near that confident. I got four hits on ten dice. <laughs> uh, Boomer. I have seven. Three on four. For Cashmere? Boom. Nice. Empowered uh, by the spirit of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys slip into that um, into that little alcove where the elevator is. Uh, no, uh, not seeming to make that much noise. Uh, you get to the elevator. Um, what are you going to do? Uh, well, I don't hear from Bryn, so I will... Um close the elevator doors and uh the elevator doors are currently closed oh i guess i'll send it down um actually the elevator's not linked to the host i pushed the down button (laughs) Uh, it doesn't seem to work it seems as if the elevator shut down during the party um i take up the panel off of the the elevator and um and see if there's something I can clip into. I mean, you can plug your universal data connector into it. Yeah. So. I do that. Click. All right. You are now directly connected to the elevator, which is off, and uh, you have to hack to control. Okay. I do that. <sighs> oh, quick question. Do we know how large these paintings... Is it one painting or multiple? It's two paintings. And how large are they? They're, they're fairly large. Uh, they're like... Probably two and a half feet tall, almost two feet wide, both of them. Six. Six hits? How many marks are you going for? I just thought I would spoof command. Oh, sure. 
so yeah, one mark will do. You get a mark. Uh, don't bother rolling your spoof command. This thing is easy to fool. Um, you send a spoof command through your data connector. Uh, the elevator lights up. Bing! Shh! Doors open. And inside is nothing. Uh, and you guys walk on in. <laughs> and uh, you unplug your data connector. Bing! Shh! Doors close behind you. And you press down. And that's where we'll end today's session. Get your guns out! (laughs) This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by the Topps Company Incorporated. Shadowrun is a trademark of the Topps Company Incorporated. All rights reserved. Go to www.shadowruntabletop.com for more information.